Welcome to Unboxing the Tarot, a podcast about spirituality beyond the box. Hey guys, welcome back to Unboxing the Tarot. This is episode 10. Take number 10. Um, and my name's Mel. My pronouns are she and they. I am very passionate about anything that has to do with nature and really helping others connect to um, the natural cycles in nature, both within themselves and outside and working with the seasons. And I'm also really into creativity. I love doing anything creative, whether that's painting or photography or mixed media art, all the things, listening to music's my jam. I know that's everyone's jam, but it's my jam especially. (laughs) And I'm Alyssa. My pronouns are she and her. I am a poet, writer, intuitive, tarot reader. Yeah, I think I'm going to keep it short today. If you guys like to support us, we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash unboxing the tarot. If you'd like to support us for free, you can give us a good old five stars on Apple Podcasts. Anything less, you can just keep those little stars <laughs> Um We're also really excited to announce a lot of cool new chapters for us as we've kind of getting really in the flow with things with our podcast. We're going to be doing some really cool stuff through our Patreon. We're going to be doing some events. We're going to be sharing some cool reading lists and tarot spreads, doing a lot of fun, creative stuff. And we also are going to be switching up what we're doing for our podcast episodes. We're going to be doing a bit more research and like themes around certain podcast episodes. So definitely stay tuned for that. It's going to be really good. We're still going to have all the fun chit chat side of things, but we're going to be dissecting things a little bit more and providing some more um, knowledge for you guys. And then We also are going to be doing a fun, funny episode today where we are going to actually be reading through some Reddit uh, subreddits on r slash tarot. And we both picked our favorite top five-ish and we're going to share them with one another, have some discussions about it. And I'm really excited for this because it's we've been kind of talking a little about it and there's some really good gold in there. Some good ship I really feel like we found some some definite gold on this subreddit and I can't wait to talk to you about this stuff and share what I found as well. And I think it's a really great way to kind of celebrate our transition sort of like I feel like we're evolving and this episode feels like sort of like we're going into like the cocoon for an episode and then we're going to come out and emerge. But yeah, I'm really excited to have this like fun, silly (laughs) chat with you. Yeah, I'm very excited. So if you'd like, I'll go first and then we'll kind of swap back and forth and share some (laughs) stories. So this is my first post I've selected. It's titled Worst Possible Reading. (laughs) So Worst Possible Reading. I have absolutely no experience with tarot cards aside from thinking they kind of look cool. Anyway, I was talking about this with my friends for whatever reason and we wondered what possible arrangement or reading for tarot cards would mean, quote unquote, you're fucked. I did some research on my own. The answers I found was the pretty popular opinion was tower, hanged man, death, upside down, ten of swords. What are your guys' thoughts on that? If you disagree, what would you think is the worst possible reading? And we kind of talked about this last week on the podcast. I just thought that the title was fucking hilarious, like worst possible reading. And it's something I've even posted like for jokes on my TikTok is like people think that death and like in like tower energy is like the worst reading you can get but i think it goes with like this idea that we 
know more about what we think we want at the end of the day when sometimes life things will come to end or come crumbling down and actually make space for something new and that new thing can end up being better but I think sometimes we just have our goals fixated on something too hard that the tarot cards or the energy will just come in and be like we're gonna fuck you up and yes it will be difficult in a difficult transition but there's something better lying for you within the rebirth cycle yeah I don't think there's like honestly any bad cards I don't know I think there's a silver lining around every like negative quote-unquote negative card yeah um so yeah this is a tough this is a tough little question because I mean you could take it like if you were resistant to something like a relationship, say, and mm-hmm. you kept getting like Empress and the Lovers and like Ten of Cups or like the Six of Cups, all these like beautiful, like heartwarming cards. Like that might be a really tough card or reading for you to get, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Where it's not necessarily like Death Tower, you know, devil card. It could be like, like, quote unquote, positive, like good vibe cards that you don't want to see. Like that could be a bad vibe. Yeah. And actually going based off what you said, I'm just, I wasn't going to read this one because it wasn't in my top five, but I'm going to read it really quickly. It was, the title was, I swear my tarot decks are in love with this person. And they said, so I found someone on Instagram who lives in the same country as me and we're planning on meeting up at a convention next year together. And me being me, I did a few tarot readings on them in case something was off or, you know, that kind of stuff. I swear we've had such good answers before a reading and I always get the sun card, ten of cups, whenever I do a reading about them. And I've tried with two or three different other decks. They all say the same thing. I'm just, is my tarot deck simping for them or is this one of those super rare, really nice people question mark? Has anyone had anything like this happen before? If so, what happened? So I think it kind of goes on par with what you said where you sometimes do these readings and they're just such beautiful readings and so magical and lovey. And then you're like doing a romantic reading and you get tower card and you're like fuck <laughs> like all the <laughs> it's because the tarot will pick up like i feel like the tarot reflects energy that you are currently yeah. swimming in right mm-hmm. so if this person that was pulling like the ten of cups in the sun for this like person they never met or whatever was feeling the feels for this person like i feel like the the, the tarot will reflect that back to them you know yeah yeah, or it's no, that makes sense. Whatever they want to see. Because if like if they maybe felt like that person was overbearing or like a stage five clinger or something like that, then they'd be like, oh, the sun, like annoying, like, you know, like get out, get away from me, bro. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> That's so funny. Um, okay. I would love to hear yours. Yeah, go. Yeah. Okay. So this one is titled Break Up with My Boyfriend Because of a Tarot YouTube Reading. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm actually freaking out right now, so I want to ask y'all for your opinion. I don't understand tarot myself, but I like to watch certain pick-a-card videos and predictions on YouTube from time to time. I watched a certain pick-a-card reading that predicted I'm going to let go of someone I was in a relationship with in the next few months. The problem is I love my boyfriend so, so much, and we are having some issues or, and we are having some issues for a month, but we are together for more than a year. And anytime we argue, it's peaceful, nice, and full of respect. Okay, grammar. I'm reading it exactly how they wrote it. So I don't have much issue with this relationship, but there is this pick a card reading telling me it will fall apart and we are even moving together next year. Exclamation point. I'm so scared. (laughs) Can Tarot predict a future breakup? Is this really going to happen to us? 
The answer is no, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) I will just sum it up like that. That is like one of the number one stories I tell people who do divinitary tarot, which is more like predicting the future. And I believe you can get a feel for what you're doing today and how that's going to translate to the future. Like the example I give to people is if you're making, starting to paint a mountain today, you can expect to finish it tomorrow if you continue at it. So tarot kind of reflects that choice, like what you're doing today will translate and obviously manifest into what it turns into and what kind of comes of that. But you have the choice to put the paint down or put the, you know, that down if you don't like the way that you see things progressing. That's the way I see it at least. It feels like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like if this person was like paranoid that they're going to break up, like they're going to perpetuate the energy of breaking up and then they're going to be like, oh, that pick a card was so right. But literally you're like blowing up your relationship and like sabotaging it because you Mm -hmm. saw something on YouTube. This reminds me, um, I used to be friends with this person. I had a very brief friend fling and this person was really, really reliant on astrology and was like almost obsessed with those pick a card kind of things but it was based on like your astro sign so it was like scorpios and then they'd pick a pile and it said something like she was a scorpio and it said like a scorpio is going to like ruin your life or like is sabotaging you or is like doing something behind your back and she immediately put that together like being like oh my friend is a scorpio so she actually reached out to me and asked me if I was like sabotaging her behind her back because YouTube told her that a Scorpio was doing something shady. (laughs) And that's when I broke off our friendship because I was literally like, this person is absolutely off her rocker. Like, you know what I mean? Like to actually call me on the phone and I, like my phone rang. Like she called me. Hi. Um, YouTube told me that a Scorpio was going to like – be shit. Whatever. I was just like, are you serious right now? Like, oh my God. Yeah. And you're going to call. Okay. Yeah. So that, I, oh, yeah. Stuff like that is like what I feel like new age spirituality is like the death of is like <laughs> not in the good death way. I love death symbolism, but in that way, no, no thanks. Because that was what I was going to say. I remember, I think I talked about this in another episode, but very briefly, my friend came to me and was like, oh, I got my first reading, but I'm a little worried because, you know, this was – I think she was she got a reading in August and she's like, the reading says I'm going to have a fight with my girlfriend in September. And I was like, hey, this is where I think that kind of predicting the future thing is shit because like what's the point of a reader to say that? It's basically like saying, saying like, have fun. You're fucked. You're going to have a fight. Have fun with that. And yeah. it's like what – it seems like a thing on the reader where they're so in their ego that they care more about – being right about predicting the future and proving a point to someone versus actually giving helpful advice. Where So I was saying to her, I was like, you know, if I saw like, some sort of conflict coming like, based off of, you know, this natural progression you're having in around a certain time, I would never tell you that because then you're going to think about it. And yeah, you're going to kind of create it yourself because you're literally going to be so worried and stressed that you're going to be naturally afraid, which is very fair. And then I was like, it would make more sense if the reader was like, oh, I think there might be some tension upcoming. So maybe try to focus more on things that really help build and connect your relationship and things you guys enjoy to do together. Because then that has a point. Then she's trying to fix or not fix, but give some sort of insights to prompt the person who's receiving the reading to ask themselves, well, how can I strengthen the relationship if I kind of feel like they're might be some difficult times ahead in the road, which obviously in general, there's always going to be difficult times ahead. So then it prompts someone to focus more on what they're trying to build. It's like that pleasure activism I talked about, what you're trying to build into the relationship versus being 
fearful of what you're trying to avoid. And I don't know. I feel like that's where the responsibility of the reader is to tell someone like, I'm never going to predict something for you because what's the point in that other than to like fair warn you when you have the power today to do something that brings you pleasure. It's like the ones that are saying that like, oh, your boyfriend, you're going to break up or you're going to lose your job or you're going to suffer some tragic loss or something. It's almost like when you said that they have that ego piece, it's like they want to stir the pot. Like yeah. they want to be shit disturbers and like make people friggin' chaotic in the mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? What What are you doing? How are you serving somebody by saying something like that? In my readings, I do like Sometimes I'll read the energy and there may be like a, a near future sort of thing potentially, but I'll be very clear and direct about it that it's like if you stay on the road that you are on now currently, this may happen, maybe, but as a human, you have free will. You can change your course at any time. Nothing yeah. is set in stone. It's all about your choices that you make today, but if I did see something that was really clearly going to happen, I felt like I would say that, but I would be very clear on why I see it, like what cards I'm seeing, what imagery I'm seeing. Like I would explain it really like in a lot of detail for this person to not be afraid, but just to to get on the same level as them to let them know like what I'm seeing. Yeah. Like how to work with – that's like the whole thing that I always say to people. It's like working with the seasons within yourself and also like outside in nature. And a part of that is like if you feel like you're going through like a difficult time or if you feel like this is coming, like how do you work with that versus just mm -hmm. trying to like, you know, avoid it and mask it or whatever. Like if you're yeah. going through time, let's say that you're more hermit energy, it'd be ridiculous of me to say like just go out and socialize. Like no, it's like okay, how can you – embrace the hermit time in a way that makes you feel good like yeah stuff like prompts like that so I totally yeah. feel you do you want me to read the next one yep <laughs> this one's one of my favorite titles uh tarot cards too big for my hands <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what? okay <laughs> me I just I just got the two <laughs> oh my god this like I literally picture that SNL skit with Kristen Wiig where she has like the little tiny hands, like the baby hands, and she's like popping the bubbles and stuff. And like she, it's it's like a big thing. If you've never seen it, go watch that. Um, I love the internet. <laughs> yeah, I do love the internet sometimes. You can be okay. I just got the tarot for kids. It's so cute, by the way, even if I'm not a kid. And it seems like it's, it seems to be too big for my hands, specifically too tall for my hands to reach either sides. How do I comfortably shuffle them? It says edit. I kind of wonder why they made a tarot deck for kids so big in the first place. Um, oh my god, stop. I just looked at one of the comments. It's like, I am also a tragically tiny-handed human. <laughs> and they gave them some tips. I was going to say another – I picked this because it's funny and true. Um, and also, I, I also picked it because I always feel a little self-conscious when I do a reading and I'm shuffling in the way I pick cards because the way I pick cards is very clear for me. But I always say to people, this might not be the way you see it on YouTubers where they're like flipping through the card deck and they're doing like these tricks as if they're in a casino. But the way I pick – I shuffle cards is like I literally like kind of cut the deck a bunch of times until – it literally feels like 
a card is like almost heavier to me or like I kind of flip through and I'm like this one it's very clear it's not like I shuffle and then I kind of flip the first three on top I literally actually feel called and drawn to certain cards for a specific person or reading so yeah I don't think there's a right way to shuffle and I definitely don't think you have to be the trickster that has to like pretend like these cards are a normal size for hands I think you can shuffle however you want you can throw them all against the wall and pick one from the floor like a yeah like a 78 pick pickup but you can also just do whatever you want like you can just embrace the fact that tarot cards are too big for my hands <laughs> this is so funny because yeah when you were reading I was thinking like why didn't they just go to like a shop and like feel and look at the cards like it feels like maybe they got they went and did it like on Amazon and then they arrived and like these are huge but <laughs> if you go to like your local like spiritual shop or whatever like you can touch and <laughs> feel the cards yeah and that like, did happen decks. yeah that did happen to me where I was really drawn to a deck and I asked for it for Christmas last year because um your girl couldn't afford them they were one of the fancy schmancy ones and I got them I'm like these are fucking huge they're like literally like a like a book size like it's crazy but I still love them um oh and then I opened up the box I'm like oh the cards aren't even that big it's just the book but they're still pretty freaking big cards can be really yeah. ridiculous um, yeah I have ones that are like really big that you can't you can barely shuffle or they have that like sheen on them or they're like um matte finish where they stick together or they slip everywhere too mm-hmm. like they're not like that card stock yeah i you like the like yeah. og feeling of like the paper cards mm-hmm. i just feel like it's so organic um yeah read me some cool things okay i have this one i know you're gonna love this one. Oh my god this is gonna be your favorite so the title is called deck slut <laughs> Is there anything bad about owning and using more than one deck? Should I ask them if they get jealous? Should I (laughs) use each of them for a different genre of question? Are they less likely to give accurate answers? How would I go about this? I feel drawn to so many decks, it's hard to pick. Or do they all just look cool? I don't know. If anyone else has this problem, but any and all responses are appreciated. First of all, this is funny and also very fair question. I think this is a very reasonable question to ask as you're getting to doing readings. But I also want to say this just goes in this idea that there's like this binary rule book to spirituality and readings that there's not. Like if I could give any advice to this person, I'd be like, just go with your gut. If you want to mix up the different decks, pull one from one deck, 10 from another, or just go with the one full deck or like literally just like have fun with it. I don't think it has to be so like okay, you use this deck for like lover's readings and this, you can, you can, but I think you just ultimately don't make it so rule-based and just go with the flow. But I think that's a valid question, but also yeah. hilarious that I'm a deck slut. I actually have been downsizing <laughs> on some of my decks, but I know Yeah. It's like putting a personality or like animating the cards and thinking that they have like emotions or feelings about being close to other decks or being around other decks. Like, I think that's kind of funny, but Um, I think that buying decks is a slippery slope for sure. Mm -hmm. Like you think you only need one and then all of a sudden you have like a bookshelf of decks and I go through cycles where I have like a handful of decks and then I give them away or sell them or whatever when I feel like they aren't really aligning with me anymore. I feel like you know when to like let them go and stuff, but it is very easy to accumulate Mm-hmm. a ton of decks whether it's yeah. oracle or tarot or whatever like all it's like crystals you buy a crystal yeah. and all of a sudden you have like a bookshelf full of crystals 
I was like, like, what like, did that <laughs> I was gonna be like, this isn't too relatable until you started saying things <laughs> like, stop uh, attacking me. Uh, it happens so fast, right? Yeah, it does. It happens so um, fast. <laughs> I also took a little screenshot of the top comment because I was like laughing about it. It's like, buy all the decks you want, but budget responsibly. Um, someone said, I have 150 tarot decks and Holy plus 80 oracle decks. Okay, that's where I'm like. I don't think you're missing literally materialism yeah. at the root of all evil. I think yeah. you're missing the point of spirituality. I'm not trying to show – if you're collecting it as like a collector, that's very fair and I think that's really fucking cool. But if yeah. you're collecting it because you think something outside of yourself is literally going to make you more spiritual, yeah. then I think that is like kind of where a lot of issues within like New Age spiritualism comes in where the idea we can buy spirituality, which I know we've talked about in our Spiritual Enlightenment Out of Stock episode – I think that that's very fair to get caught up in that feeling. But I think if it's a collector's thing, that can be really cool. It's like collecting records or something like that. But I have a feeling it's probably not the case. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, I guess it's like your intent and like the core of why you're buying the deck. Like if you feel really called to like the imagery or whatever, or if you just want to be more spiritual, quote unquote, like, yeah, I don't know, man, 150 tarot decks. I have like three and I'm like, but you're still not a deck slut because we don't decks we don't deck no. shame here and i'm not deck slutting even the person who has like what 150 tarot decks i just want to address that like underlying like not putting your spirituality based off of what you buy so i'm gonna pick the next one the title is why do people feel like tarot readers are friends i remember years ago j-lo broke off her engagement to ben affleck because her trusted psychic tarot reader told her to do so many people can't make a move without consulting a psychic slash tarot reader in your experience why do people end up viewing their readers as friends or trusted confidant when it really is a paid relationship got a big question that Um, is big i feel like i genuinely am friends with the people i do readings for just because we just end up connecting like it's really hard for i don't know it's just the way i do my readings personally i feel like i'm very like i treat someone like they're like my friend and we end up usually becoming friends after cough cough Alyssa. that is literally why we're here today because i just feel like when i'm in someone's energy i can kind of get a feel if we're gonna get along really well especially and i don't know i just naturally attract some cool people and um, however, I never tell someone what to do. So like the idea that a oh, tarot reader can be your friend is one thing for sure. And I think it depends. I'm not like leeching on, for example, like asking people, when are you going to book another reading and pay me this much money or whatever? I think as long as you're not getting pressured to get a reading or someone's not bringing it up all the time or you know what I mean, then that's very fair. Okay, this wasn't about a reading. But for example, the other day, like I took a photo somewhere and they were like, oh, this would be a cool place to do a photo shoot. Like I could totally see it. And they were kind of like a friend so they were like oh how would you feel about you know us doing like a self-love photo shoot here and I'm a photographer too so I was like oh yeah that sounds fun like you're my friend and then they're like then they proceed to tell me how much it would cost I'm like why are you approaching me if you want to approach me and pitch an idea like as a friend then that's fair but I'm not going up to people and being like you must receive this message from spirit like you know what Grand I mean rising like, yeah you Grand must rising rule. soul you have a yeah. message from your ancestors oh my god I- <laughs> 
I cannot deal with those. <laughs> so two sides of this coin, totally watch your relationship with your reader, quote unquote, and make sure they're not manipulating you, hounding you to get another reading. That should never be the case. There should never be any pressure on that end. But at the same time, no reader should be telling you who to break up with or not or whatever. Readers should be helping giving you prompts and intuitive marks onto how to reflect on your own life. So I don't know. Yeah, That's my also, take on that. I also think that like paying somebody for a service has nothing to do with being friends or not. Like mm-hmm. I love supporting my friends and I feel like I invest yeah. money in my friends because I want to support them in like a non-MLM way and just like a supportive <laughs> friend way. Um, and it comes down to like energy exchange as well. Like you don't really want to be like for me personally, like I don't really want to be giving away free readings all the time. Like it's depleting. It's energetically depleting. So to me, there's nothing wrong with like an energetic exchange between friends. Yeah. And I think that honestly keeps it fair. But yeah, I don't think that like the money has anything to do with friendship. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it, like, I think what they're talking about is a very specific situation where some people act like your friends and like pressure you to get readings and stuff like that. When yeah. They don't really actually care about your well-being, but it's pretty, I don't want to say it's easy to tell the difference, but you can, we're hopefully trying to like bring to light those situations, those rare situations yeah. where people are like preying on you a bit. Yeah. Do you have I want to hear your next little submission. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> this one's just weird. Okay. I love it. That's the vibe. Okay. All right. This one's weird. It's It says rubbing burnt hair on cards. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was like clickbait for me. Like I was like, what is this person doing? Okay. So it says, <laughs> say I was to take my hair and burn it and rub it on someone, <laughs> someone's deck. Of tarot cards. Is that going to affect the reading of the cards? I don't know, girl. I really don't know. Or I shouldn't say girl. Maybe it's someone else, but I don't know. I I went deeper. Okay. So this is like the best part of Reddit. And this is why I limit my Reddit because... You get into a wormhole. I get stuck in the comments because they're almost better than the the posts. So someone said, no, but it would smell awful. Yeah. And then someone else said, hey, just curious. What gave you the idea? This being so wholesome, just so kind. And then the original poster said, I'm just learning a bit about tarot out of curiosity. And I saw ways to cleanse a deck of cards, burning wow. sage and such. So I figured by the same reasoning, burning other things may foul the cards. So they were thinking like sage as like a cleansing and hair as an uncleansing. <laughs> Wait, they're trying to put a spell on it? I don't think – they were just thinking, like, from – I think they mean, like, to, to like, taint the cards. Like, okay. as, cle- as Sage would cleanse, as something yeah. else could taint. I was going to say one of my – for those who are looking for, like, some ethical ways to cleanse their decks and crystals and stuff. Um, Not hair? <laughs> Not hair, for one. I mean, you could. I mean, whatever floats your goat. Um <laughs> Whatever floats your goat. Yeah, I like that saying. It's like so absurd where people are like, what do you mean float my goat? I mean, I don't know. I just feel like I like that better than boat. Um, <laughs> whatever floats your goat. Um, and goats are really cute. I don't know. They're cuter than boats. But uh, I was going to say also, especially like, for example, for myself, because I'm not indigenous and I know white sage is like a typical one that a lot of people use. I was I was taught by actually my like in 
old trauma counselor who was indigenous. Uh, she's not old, but you know what I mean. Used to be my trauma counselor. And she basically said that cedar is a great one to work with because it's really sustainable. You can get it outside. I have cedar with me all the time. I have it with me right now that it stays on my deck and stuff like that. And cedar, you don't even have to light it on fire. I learned this from her because actually when I would go into my sessions, there was cedar above the door hanging above the door so now I kind of have that in my space because she was telling me about that and she's like oh it's a great way it's really sustainable you're not appropriating anything but it is used of indigenous knowledge so if anyone has bad allergies like your girl here or just want some good alternative ways of cleansing decks and crystals definitely cedar just putting it on your deck or having it nearby or stuff like that I keep it also yeah near my door so that when people come in they're cleansed so yeah it's my little hot tip of the day I also really love lavender and yes. rosemary. Like that's my jam. That's so cool. I could burn lavender every day constantly. Like I love it and it's such a be- it's such a better alternative than sage. Yeah. Yeah. I love a lavender too and I mm-hmm. used to burn it quite a bit and I haven't in a while, but I will have to do that. I'm starting like my little lavender garden, so I'll have to I'll have a bit more next year. I just didn't have too much this year. Um This one was a cool one, and I decided to do a creative exercise with it, and it's the title is, Any Major Arcana Symbolize Music or Lyrics? Do you guys think any of the Major Arcana cards would symbolize a musician or poet? I always assume the Magician or the Chariot or even Judgment were some cards, but what do you guys think? So I got kind of an idea to pick a couple cards and to label them as quote-unquote famous people. Ooh, Uh, all right. Justice. I feel like justice would be justice, like the EDM group. Oh, I don't know that group. <laughs> um, you've probably heard the popular song is like D A N A S E. That is, oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. They're kind of okay. like ninety stuff, but um, other than that, I thought about like Taylor Swift and when she took that guy who sexually assaulted her to court mm. and sued him for one dollar because it wasn't about the money; it was about mm. proving a point that people can't get away with that. And he was a popular radio host, and basically they took this like photo together when she was at the radio station. He like grabbed her ass or something like that, oh. and or like grabbed her butt. And um, yeah, she sued him for a dollar and one. And I feel like that's like a bomb ass justice move on her mm. half because it's proving a point. And I feel like people will be like oh, that's not sexual assault or that's not a big deal. Um, If you're any woman ever, you know that that's a big deal. It's traumatizing to go through that and uh, big ops to her for doing that. And then I remember because in one of her music videos, she like always has these like little hints and of things in her life and she showed like a $1 bill and it was pretty bomb. Nice. So I like that. I would say um, justice is like, I think of like social justice and like, rights human rights and like people that speak up about that and i would probably say like kendrick kendrick lamar that's a good one yeah what about strength Mm. that's a tricky one strength i don't know why immediately like i thought about lady gaga because i feel Mm. like she'd be the badass to like come out with a lion for one and like a red carpet moment but also i just feel like she's been very vocal about a lot of stuff in her life and like everything from queer rights to sexual assault to she's talked about a lot of stuff like eating disorders everything Mm -hmm. and I feel like yeah she just like to me just embodies like a lot of that strength energy she shows that like soft vulnerability side but also shows like how 
strong she is or like Halsey and stuff like that Halsey's had a lot of vulnerable moments like that and she shows up and like is really really strong I want to say Brittany <laughs> oh that's a great one hashtag free Brittany hashtag yeah. free Brittany yeah hashtag leave Brittany alone <laughs> yeah again still always yeah <laughs> yeah I I think that's a great one too Brittany's a good one for strength okay let's pick a couple more how about the emperor oh well, I don't know if Jay-Z and Beyonce are still together. I think maybe they're not. But I like to think of the Empress as Beyonce and the Emperor as Jay-Z. That's pretty iconic. I feel so they're like, like a power couple. Yeah. yeah. They were. I don't know if they still are, but. I feel like that's a good one because to me, I don't really know any man that embodies Emperor energy. So I can't say that. <laughs> Kanye? No, I'm just kidding. Oh my God. I'm just no. kidding. I'm kidding. Don't <laughs> at me. I'm just kidding. Don't so at me. <laughs> imagine Kanye I feel like some men literally are like Kanye is my emperor um but I feel like now men are like Pete Davidson's my emperor because he's got that BD did we talk about Pete Davidson like in our strength episode we didn't okay I thought we maybe did about BDE because we were like there's this guy that like have the BDE what yeah we did I lied yeah okay but it was before he was with Kim Mm -hmm. I don't know how I know this shit I feel like I, I feel like know. it's literally like Mark Zuckerberg doesn't want me on the algorithm, but he does want me to know that Pete Davidson is dating Kim <laughs> He does want us to know about Kim K. Okay. He literally yeah. has his priorities straight, straight yeah, up. So straight. And Jesus Christ, I just can't even imagine following a single Kardashian in my life. I no. literally... Bleh. Okay. This one's a fun one. How about death? Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, uh, I thought like Tupac... Why am mm. I thinking of all these? Ra- I love rap. Okay, that's fair. Freddie that Mercury. Yeah, Tupac, Freddie. Fred- David Bowie. I thought Tupac because of like transmutation and I feel like he – like just that oh, yeah. poetry book of like the rose through the concrete or whatever it's called. I can't remember. Um, the rose growing through the concrete that it's like transmutation of like death energy. Um. And then last but not least, I already know what I'm going to pick for this. The Tower, which I'm going to say Kanye because he was such a fucking flop. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to say – sorry. That's like a little rude. I mean like I want to say he's a flop, but he's a little bit of a flop just because he's been so outwardly about shitting on especially reproductive rights and like very mm. Trumpy and just icky. Trumpy. But at the same time, it is a tricky one where I am still empathetic towards him because – I understand he has some mental health issues. When I think of Tower, I think of like wildfire burning bright. So it's like fast, like flame and then out. So I want to say like a one hit wonder. Yeah. For some reason. I don't know what would be like a really popular one hit wonder, but. Lubanga? Yeah. Mambo number five. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. The spirit of Lubanga took me over. He's like, so (laughs) Yeah. So the Tower is Mambo number five. (laughs) That's so funny. I also jammed way too hard to that song growing up, and I still do that almost 26 years later. Um, (laughs) I don't even think it's been out for that long, but whatever. Oh, right. Okay. I'm going to shuffle these, but do you want to go next? Oh, so this was really interesting because, again, I went into the comments a little bit. So (laughs) the title was, Do You Remove Cards from the Deck Before Reading? And I was like, what? Who does that? So the body is, I find the Two of Pentacles two and three of wands, the high priestess and the page of pentacles, the most useless cards to read. So they are permanently out of my deck. What about you? And I was like, 
I feel like you're literally taking a piece of the puzzle and like throwing it out. So you're never going to have a complete puzzle. Um, And then what really got me was someone in the comments said, I do the opposite. Actually, I add a blank card and I call this card the ghost for which I will dramatically tell the person that I cannot give them any information about that particular part of the reading. That's so cool. So it's like – I want to be friends with that person. Who are they? Find a comment and send Um, them. It's last account (laughs) – it's definitely a burner account, but it says last account dash promise. (laughs) Um, So I found that really interesting because like if you were to put that in an outcome and you get the ghost, it's sort of like – no. Like it's sort of like – um, sometimes when I work with a pendulum, um, if I'm asking something and it doesn't move, I take that as like a don't ask, like yeah. you're not meant to know, or like, we're not, we're not disclosing anything about that. Yeah. So I take it as sort of like a, a stable non-moving pendulum would be like the ghost card where it's like, no, no, just no, no. I'm not answering anything for you. Yeah. I, I do agree where I think it can be tempting to want to throw out the cards or put it out take it out of your deck but I feel like it doesn't give you the space to like rediscover them which I think you and I have kind of done a lot especially in the beginning episodes of this podcast where we were kind of like ah, it's like nothing and then you start talking about it and but if it's permanently out if they come up for you you don't get to revisit them as you grow and as you kind of discover new things with tarot so I yeah I agree I feel like it's almost like if you edited out a part of like a song then the whole story changes and I think it just is once again people wanting to be very controlling with like or have certain rules with tarot I don't know I think that comes down probably to that person also following the rule book and being like ah this doesn't really resonate with me when they can discover a new meaning for themselves I mean not shitting on them but just some in some controversial prompts I guess and the high priestess like that's my favorite card. And like for someone to say that it's useless, like I feel like they're just missing so much of everything, like the symbology and the magic behind the high priestess. Like to me, I could not imagine permanently discarding that card. Like yeah. I want to almost message this person and be like, hey, um, <laughs> I feel <Sir>? you. But- <laughs> Sir, please let me talk Sir, to you. Do you need help? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like the idea of the ghost card though. Yeah. Some of my decks have that, not my tarot decks, but I have like a, a animal deck I was gifted from someone and it has some blank stuff in there and it's pretty interesting. There's quite a mm-hmm. few of them actually. And there's actually, you they say that you can leave one blank or leave them all blank or you can actually write in your own, That's which cool. I think is really cool. I'm going to read out a couple of my top favorite honorable mentions in terms of titles and yeah. then I will read my last submission. So how do I make my readings less dramatic? my love readings are always dot 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 unsatisfying they make me seem gold diggerish (laughs) that one was a fucking iconic one and it was an underwhelming story but the title was so funny and then so yeah my final submission i'm gonna read which is a big boy and i feel like this is one where we get passionate about this kind of stuff so it says the title is i cringe in anger when i hear tarot readers say this dot 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 and I would have, if that were me, I would have put not clickbait. Um, but here's the actual. That was post. so clickbaity, yeah. Yeah, so clickbaity. I haven't had an intimate relationship with sex or any kind of special intimacy in several years. I've literally never had a healthy relationship. I'm working on that in therapy, healing practices, psychedelic therapies, etc. 
But when I hear tarot readers blanket say, oh, there's going to be a soulmate coming through or you're going to meet someone with a deep sexual attraction uh, connection very soon, I just cringe. I usually curse out loud and it triggers me so much. True. I would do the same. I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> uh, it's been years. I'm tired of tarot readers lying to their watchers to just entertain false hope. What about the folks that are asexual? What about the folks who aren't looking for love? True. Tarot is so much more than just finding love and soulmates. And honestly, I feel like I'm being fucked with when I hear a lot of these re readers basically lie. I don't know. I'm pretty depressed right now and I have an intense therapy session today. But this is how I genuinely feel. Uh, I'm tired of being told I'm going to meet someone and I haven't met someone with intimacy or sex in almost three years. Anyone else feel this way? Uh, this is a big one. And I totally agree where I think a lot of times readers project their own shit or like trying to like give satisfy someone or like make them believe something more so that they have this like high after the reading and who are we as a reader to be like assume that someone's gonna not feel fulfilled until they like get with someone sexually or have a romantic partner like that is not that's like you know what i mean it just goes back to those like old-timey traditional views like we're not fulfilled unless we find someone else like I think that's where, once again, one of the big things we always talk about is readers working with the person they're doing the reading for to help give them prompts to answer these questions based off of what's coming up in the cards, not telling them what to do and not telling them explicitly, like, here's how to live your best life because we need to, as the reader, come off that pedestal. We don't have any right to say that. There's a couple things that I'm wondering is if they are asking their reader about it and the reader is just saying, like, he's coming or they're yeah. coming or whatever and just being like ominous about it or is it something that she's seeking out in like readers is she seeking out the type of people that do like the yeah. twin flame love readings or whatever <laughs> because if she really hates it like she could find people that don't do that yeah. like I say like I don't do shit like that like <laughs> if you yeah, want to know I when you're gonna meet somebody like sorry I'm not gonna tell you I don't do future yeah. readings and I like if I don't know the person and they're coming to me for the very first time I always say that because I don't yeah I don't want to perpetuate that sort of stuff but it's sort of like is she asking and then the reader is saying like oh they're coming yeah no like, I totally get what you're saying more, is she looking for more detail like oh they're coming on January 4th like go to the bookstore and whatever and that just seems harmful to me <laughs> Yeah, I, I have a feeling, even though some people do that, I have a feeling this one is referring to like those YouTube readings, general readings, stuff yeah. like that, where a lot of times people will bring up like a romantic partner of some sort, etc. I think it's just like a typical response versus like seeking out a reading for someone to tell you when that's going to happen for you. Mm -hmm. um, I have had, I think I told you about that, I got one interesting phone call once where someone just basically like dumped on me for an hour yeah. before even like doing a session and I don't know they wanted me to tell me exact tell they wanted me to tell them exactly when they were going to meet this like person they were going to be with and they were telling me about their awful relationship with someone who treats them so poorly and all these things and I basically was like I can't do that for you but I can give you the tools like in the present to like kind of shift your mindset versus mm -hmm. like being so fixated on this only being the thing that can make you happy because it's like the happiness is a butterfly it'll just elude you if the more you chase it yeah she basically like after an hour was like yeah you seem nice enough but i know your reading is just gonna leave me super disappointed and um uh, <laughs> it's just like okay lady You're like okay bye okay bye I what know, a great hour this was and I didn't get I paid. know one girl who was very reliant on – she called – it wasn't even like a reader. Like she called her like her psychic and she was 
constantly telling her that like someone was coming in to her life and to be aware and to be ready because he's coming and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like he got her kind of like obsessed with the idea that someone was coming. And then when she would reach out to other people for readings and they didn't mention that, she would be like, when is he coming? Like, tell me about him. And I don't really want to get into details, but like, I feel like that specific psychic of hers, like, created that world in her mind yeah on purpose yeah and then that is like what i was saying where it's that's the butterfly and it's yeah. just gonna lose you because yeah. you're fixated on this glimmer of hope and i think it paints this beautiful picture where if your happiness isn't in the present it's going to be somewhere in the future in this future goal but the thing is the only way you're going to be happy is finding ways to make peace with your present unfortunately that's just like the reality it doesn't mean you have to be happy in this moment by any means like allow yourself to feel what you're going to feel but don't let your mind convince you that your happiness is always going to be once you get a better job or once you get paid this Mm -hmm. much or once you meet a partner because every time you meet those goals there's going to be something new that you're chasing and it's good to have goals but don't let that be the only thing that's going to make you happy because then you don't let life surprise you and really nothing is concrete right no one can say oh someone's coming to you like that just yeah i don't know it's harmful to me but okay i have a couple other titles So one person said, am I manipulating weather with the sun card? I love that one. I saw that. That was was so funny. They just said like it was cloudy and then they pulled the sun card. The sun came out and then when they put the deck away, uh, the sun went away again. So they were literally like, am I manipulating the weather with with the sun card? And then someone said in the comments like, synchronization is not the same as manipulation. (laughs) true that's a perfect way to say that because i was gonna say that's so cute and wholesome but at the same time that's fair it's like a synchronicity i feel like it's almost like a sign versus being like i'm god (laughs) it's like no this is a message from god and you're not god (laughs) that complex yeah synchronicity is not the same as manipulation there was one more that i was like kind of interested in but we don't have to get right into it but it was why professional tarot readers need to stop reading for themselves and they had a list of reasons why like they might be too close to the situation they have personal bias um they just generally struggle to read for themselves this this seems silly to me because i love reading for myself and i feel like that's like the true medicine of tarot is like what you see for yourself and I don't think there's really anything wrong with having that personal bias I guess when you're looking within but if you're looking for someone's like outside opinion I guess like that's different like someone might see something different but I think that is just as valid for you to read for yourself Mm -hmm. I don't know if you agree but I can kind of see it both ways I definitely think reading for yourself is really special and I definitely don't think it should be something you just don't do yeah it's a very interesting controversial topic where I totally can agree when it's a reading that I'm doing for myself based off a specific situation that maybe I'm in the like emotional heat of that moment where it's Mm -hmm. hard I do struggle I feel like the the intricacies of doing a reading for someone else is way better than when I do it for myself Uh, Mm -hmm. I totally do agree with that but I still think doing the readings for yourself is really special because 
it it is like this kind of it can be this quiet sanctuary and in meditation practice it can be a creative practice you can challenge yourself to read for yourself but i don't think just because you won't get as much maybe out of it quote unquote than as you would for doing it for someone else i don't think that means you shouldn't do it and i guess sometimes you are too close for sure like i guess it depends on your intention of why you're pulling a card like sometimes i'm just like what is my day going to be like today? Or like, what energy am I in today? Or what should I pay attention to today? Or something. But if I'm in like a crisis mode and I'm like, ah, I need to like figure some life shit out, you know, sometimes that's too close. Like sometimes you can't see what's right. Like you can't see the forest through the trees sort of thing where reaching out to someone is beneficial in that way. But I don't think it's, it takes anything away from like the value of reading for yourself because you're using your own intuition. You're following your gut, your instinct about the cards you pull for your situation. So that there's nothing wrong with that in my eyes. Yeah. I'm going to pull a card, just do kind of like a quick little reading to close off the episode. The Page of Pentacles. Oh. Which is a, such a beautiful card. And I feel like this is like setting the intention as this for a reading feels like it resonates with me. Uh, to me, the Page of Pentacles because pentacles usually represent a lot to do with like the physical realm. I feel like it signifies a beginning, especially a beginning in like a creative or business venture. And it just, especially I relate to this card a lot because the person's kind of like looking at the pentacle. It's got this yellow background, which is very me. It's very like my spirit. And it's a very light card. There's like a forest in the background. There's wildflowers beneath him. There's a mountain it looks like there's some like fields in the kind of far off so it kind of just reminds me to like connect with nature and that there's all these like new beginnings that are unfolding and that's the way I take it to be oh this card to me is the philosopher of the tarot he like asks the big questions and like goes deep with like concepts and it's a very like poetic energy to me and a creative energy um so whenever I pull this for myself I always feel like I'm like ah yes creative alignment because I feel like he's like my creative energy yeah philosopher creator artist the gazer like he's like asking the big questions on life and like going deep. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's a beautiful way of seeing it. So I was going to say like for renaming it, I almost want to rename it like the philosopher. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like the poet or the philosopher. I would totally like I'm yeah, that feels really good for me. Yeah. I like those two as well. Anything else before we close out? No, I know we went through the card really quickly, but um Yeah, I had a lot of fun chatting about <laughs> the internet people. And, yes, I do. Um, looking forward to next week when we do one of our first like researchy kind of investigative sort of podcasts. And I think that our listeners are really going to like it because we're mm-hmm. we're going down a different road a little bit every once in a while. But that's the beauty of this evolution of this podcast. Yeah, yeah I'm really excited for next week's episode too. I'm also very excited for you guys. I was going to listen to this episode, but I guess you just did. Um, <laughs> to be like, I'm so excited for you to guys. It out. We're recording a week ahead of time. Yeah, I'm excited for this to be yeah. out in the world. Yeah, once again, if you guys want to send us any emails, you can 
form your own Reddit submissions in our mailbox by e- emailing <laughs> us at unboxingthetarot at gmail.com. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash unboxingthetarot. We have three different tiers. You can get early access to episodes, bonus episodes, events access. You can get access to a creative space, which we're going to be releasing each month with cool different lists and creative things. It's going to be just a really fun time. And if you want to support us for free, you can share us to your stories, tag us, literally do anything and everything to help spread the word of our message. I feel like one of those preachers on the street. Uh, (laughs) Spread our message anywhere you can. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much again for showing up week after week. We're really excited for this new chapter. Very Page of Pentacles energy. And if you guys have any suggestions or want to hear anything more from us, submit literally anything, any ideas. We are always open. We also got our first Patreon patron so when you sign up you're not going to be by yourself no you're not there's there's another person in that chamber so far um and the chamber of secrets as we will call it and i was gonna say also if you join within the next two weeks you will get free access to the dream workshop that i hosted that is pretty iconic of you if you do that so yeah (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Bye, guys.